And what's new? Well, this um, COVID is really not new. No, it's killing me. I know. And I don't even have it. I know. I'm having Kelly withdrawals because we can't be in the same room together. I know. But it's nice that we actually got the Facebook Messenger working. So when we're doing our podcast, we can actually see each other. You know, because then you can see my expressions because sometimes it like I'll say something and it's like, oh, she'd be laughing, but she can't read my face. I can definitely read your face when I'm looking (laughs) at it. Yeah, it makes it a little more difficult when we're on the phone, but (laughs) when I can see you, I know what you're thinking. I know. So this makes it a little better because I was like, as today I was telling you, she was like, oh, you guys are going to record. And I was like, yeah, we're going to record. And she's like, so is Kimbo coming over here? And I was like, no, we have to do it on the phone. It's the boring (laughs) one. Right. But what makes it a little bit more sweet is that I have these lint chocolates that Santa Claus brought me. (laughs) It's so freaking good. And I just ate my lints because I couldn't eat them and talk to you guys without being polite <laughs> i know and you know here i am sitting here eating this chocolate that's probably a thousand calories a bowl when i right? was just thinking how i need to lose some weight i wasn't but look, here's the thing let's eat that stuff so it's not in the house that's true that's a good start mm. and then i put in my journal or not journal, my planner for tomorrow that I'm going to exercise. So if it's written down and I put a little line next to it, I have this OCD thing where I have to check it off. I love to cross things off. Me too. So I did that. I was like, tomorrow I put exercise, research, dishes. So I'm like, crap. Now I can do all three of those things so I can check them off. Don't do the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I work the dish. I had to um, as empty the dishwasher. She's earned about five bucks today, max. Wow. Tomorrow she might earn some more if she finished putting her clothes away. So time will tell. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Sometimes she's pretty good. Other times, you know. You like me? Well, you. Should, I have a list. And I just kept changing. I had like Saturday written next to it and Sunday written next to it. And then I was like, well, it's Sunday and none of this shit's done. So <laughs> I, I know that's what I have to do for the new year. <laughs> you know, not working kind of got me out of the, the that strict regimen of getting things done at a certain time. And I've right. been kind of like enjoying my free time. I know. Oh, and I also put that I have to work on my vision board every other day because I know it's the lid of a pizza box and it's very sad. And but I'm starting to draw like little hearts and put in what I want to do with the hearts. Did you put <laughs> like you need to put more. on there that we want to go to Vegas? I did. I said somewhere fun with Kim, mm-hmm. and then maybe I'll just cross out the fun part and just put Vegas because that's fun, sunny, and not here very true (laughs) and then I have like my weight loss goals our listener goals and but there's still a lot of blank space so I I did put that on there 
a lot of times I have ideas where I'm at work, but I don't write them down. And then I get home and I was like, oh, I thought I could remember Bring that. your planner with you to work. Oh, it's it's coming because it's, uh, it's going to, you know, work needs to kind of take a, put the brakes on sometimes because I need to uh, work on my, uh, my podcast. Work here. on what's important. What's going to make you right. millions. <laughs> right. One day I'll be writing them a letter. <laughs> it probably won't be anywhere in the near future, but I'm still having a lot of fun doing this. And this doesn't make my hair fall out. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Because you know what? When I worked there, my hair was falling out too. <gasps> I'm going to put that on my vision board. Relax. Don't let your hair so fall your hair... out. Yes. Because then we'll have to hope that people sign up for Patreon and they can buy me a new wig. Oh, people. <laughs> Listen to poor little Kelly. <laughs> she doesn't want to be bald. We think... No, we're not that far yet. But CrimeCon is on there. Because I want to meet Joe, Lieutenant Joe Kenda from Homicide Hunter. And he goes to CrimeCon. So... That's um, one of my vision boards. I'm hoping for 2020 if we can get this COVID stuff. <clears throat> so all you people who aren't staying home or wearing masks, put on your goddamn masks and stay home. Don't go near people because they're contagious and ooky. Yucky, yuck, yuck, yuck. And if you have the opportunity, get the vaccine like I did. I still have to get my second round, but it wasn't that bad. Do it, so. girl. You're superwoman. I try. There was a um, a thing on Netflix. It was called Death to 2020. And then at the end, it's like, with our new superpowers from the vaccine, what will we do with them? <laughs> the possibilities are endless. I know. So I will, I'll keep you guys apprised as my, um, power, my superpowers start to really come in. <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to solve this case I'm going to talk about today. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. <laughs> This case has, it's like, it's run over a 20 year period and they've never caught it. So I'm kind of wondering now if there's some copycats and things like that, but this is the Long Island serial killer, not to be confused with the Craigslist killer, because when I was researching a lot of the women who end up missing were um, actually promoting and using that as their escort service through Craigslist. But the Craigslist killer is this other sick bastard that actually went to my alma mater, mm-hmm. Albany. Wow. So I will definitely be doing a story on him later. But I know we're going to mix it up here soon. We want to do some fun things other than murders. And we want to show you guys we got the talent. So the Long Island serial killer or killers are unidentified suspects. The killers are believed to have killed between 10 and 16 people over a 20 year period. So from 96 to 2010, possibly up until 2013, this has been going on. That's a long time. And the kicker is it's like happening in like a really nice part of Long Island. So the victims are mostly sex workers and their bodies were left in areas in the south shore of Long Island, New York. The victims have been found along the Ocean Parkway, 
near the remote beach towns of Gilgo and Oak Beach in Suffolk County and the area of Jones Beach in Nassau County. Hmm. So being New Yorkers, we know that those are pretty talked about visited places. Um, The remains of four of the victims were found in December of 2010 and an additional six were found in April and May. I'm sorry, March and April 2011. Wow, that's a lot. Those white chocolate balls are going to my head. <laughs> Sugar overload? They're better than alcohol. <laughs> so on May 9th, 2011, authorities, after a set of two after a set of two sets of remains were discovered no after two sets of remains were discovered they believed that there may be a serial killer or a copycat killer later in 2011 around november 29th police retracted that statement and they believed that the killings were done by one person they also believe that shannon gilbert was not thought to be part of this killing and there's a new show um movie on netflix and shannon gilbert's mother is kind of like the central piece um and her daughter went missing and she really called out the long island police and things like that so she's kind of the one of the reasons why the case has gained a lot of popularity recently so the case started with a search for the missing woman However, this quickly uncovered a grisly scene of women's corpses buried together. Yeah, that's never good. Police quickly suspected that they had a serial killer on their hands. So the first missing woman was 24-year-old sex worker Shannon Gilbert. She disappeared May 1st, 2010, after she had visited a client in a gated community of Oak Beach. In Gilbert's case police suspected foul play gilbert called 911 and told the operator that quote they're trying to kill me she was knocking on many house doors of houses panic stricken and pleading for help no one answered her pleas and it took the police over an hour to get to her wow later in the story um when the women are doing like a vigil and they are, you know, they set up and everything like that. The cops are there in like 15, 20 minutes. Hmm. So, yeah. Gated community, that's a pretty wealthy area. Well, that, and you would think that the ADTs and stuff, I would have been pushing my button if some crazy lady is pounding on my door screaming exactly. for help. So Gilbert's cause of death was determined to be accidental drowning when she had entered the marsh because it's all kind of, um, you know, like that sawgrass, that grass that like cuts your legs. Yeah. So it's all like that marshy area. Um, So she went in there. Authorities also believed that she was in a panic and uh, the panic was induced by drugs, but they didn't find any drugs in her system when they did the oh, toxicology. I guess it wasn't panic induced by drugs. Correct. Um, and the family still believes that she was murdered. While further investigating, the PD knew that their missing person search 
may end tragically. And it unfortunately did. When police were looking for the missing woman, they found four bodies. The bodies were spread over a quarter of a mile near Ocean Parkway in Gilgo Beach on Jones Beach Island. So in December 2010, when they were searching for Gilbert, they found the remains of Maureen Bernard, I'm sorry, Maureen Brainerd Barnes. She was 25. She had been missing since 2007. She was originally from Norwich, Connecticut. She was an escort that had advertised on the internet. Um, She was very petite. She was 4'11 and weighed 105 pounds. So she's tinier than me. Yeah, she's little. So she was last seen on July 9th, 2007, and she was going to spend the day in New York City, but she was never seen again. Maureen was was a struggling mother trying to pay her mortgage. Shortly after Maureen went missing, Sarah Carnes had received a call from a man with an unfamiliar number. The man claimed to have just seen Maureen alive and well living in a Queens, quote, whorehouse. He did not give Sarah any more detail and promised to call her back, and he never did. Then that's when her body was discovered in December 2010. Like they said, she was basically doing this to support her children and why she would not be just up and leave and go to this place. And all these girls were young. So the next one was Melissa Bartholomew. She was 24. She vanished on July 9th, 2009. She lived in the Bronx, but was originally from Erie County in New York. She was also working as an escort and posted her services on Craigslist. So this is kind of where they got the idea of the Craigslist killer. Um, But before she went missing, she had deposited $900 in her bank account. A week after missing, um, missing Melissa, one week after Melissa's disappearance until five weeks after her sister Amanda received vulgar, mocking, and insulting calls from a man using Melissa's cell phone. Oh, that's not cool. Right. He would just call and taunt her. Finally, one of the last calls, so they were getting increasingly disturbing, when he called and told Amanda that her sister was dead and he was going to watch her rot. Oh. It's like, come on, in today's world, we can't track down where that was pinging from. Yeah, exactly. Next was Megan Waterman. She was 22. She was from South Portland, Maine. She went missing June 6th, uh, 2010. She was also an escort that used Craigslist to advertise. Nothing good comes from that Craigslist. So I I know. And it's probably. And so when you think of like, I've only ever visited it a couple of times because I'm like, I'm just too scared to use it. But there's a pattern that people probably look out for. Like, look, these people are young you know they're not looking they're looking at really kind of gullible vulnerable yeah younger so, people yeah which isn't cool um she had so the day she had disappeared before she disappeared her 20 year old boyfriend um that she was going out with um she said she'd call him later 
when she disappeared, she had been staying in Halpeg, Halpog, New York, which is about 15 miles northeast of Gilgo Beach. Her boyfriend never heard from her, and her body was recovered in December 2010. Um, the last body they found was of Amanda, sorry, Amber Lynn Castillo. She was 27 of North Babylon, New York which is about 10 miles north of Gilgo Beach. She was a sex worker and a heroin user that disappeared on September 2nd, 2010. Prior to meeting with her stranger, he called her several times and offered her money for her services. In this case, if something seems too good to be true, it It usually is. So those poor people they were found in December so fast forward to March and April they did another search and they found four sets of remains between March 29th and April 4th all the remains were within two miles of each other and to the east of the remains found in December so they're close wow it's really close so the remains actually included two women a man and a toddler. That's odd. Oh, it, it, it's sad. You'll when we get into it. The discovery of a skull and a partial set of remains were found April 11th, which expanded the search into Nassau County. They were found one mile apart and five miles west of those found in December. And uh, so the remains, two of the uh, remains were identified. So we have Jessica Taylor, who was 20. She was living in Manhattan when she went missing in July of 20, um, 2003. On July 26, 2003, her nude dismembered torso, missing its head and hands, was oh. discovered in Manorville, New York. Manorville is 45 miles east of Gilgo Beach. The remains were identified by DNA later that year. Taylor's torso was found on top of a pile of scrap wood at the end of a paved access road off Halsey Manor Road, just north of where it crosses the Long Island Expressway down there. Plastic sheeting was found underneath her torso that revealed a mutilated tattoo. The tattoo had been manipulated with a very sharp object. On May 9, 2011, there were reports that the remains of a skull a pair of hands and a forearm found on March 29th at Gilgo Beach matched those to Taylor. Um, she was also a sex worker in Washington, D.C. and Manhattan. Wow. It's, you know, it's like they think that just because they're sex workers that they're, they're not human. They're not worthy. Exactly. And then to just dump them. Because it almost sounds like he threw part of her in the water and she washed up on shore versus the other parts of her he preserved. That's very sad. Mm -hmm. And then Valerie Mack, who was 24, she was last known to live in Philadelphia. And um, previously, when they had found her, she was Jane Doe number six. Um, Part of Valerie was found on April 4th, 2011. They found her head, her right foot, and hands. 
These body parts matched those of some body parts found November 19th, 2000. And on May 22nd, 2020, Suffolk police announced that they have positively ID'd the remains of those of Valerie Mack using DNA. Wow. 20 years. That's a long time. Yeah, because she initially part of her was found in November of 2000. And then May 22nd of this year, last year now, um, was when the rest of her was found. So the rest of the remains were all unidentified. They had a John Doe that they found on April 4th as well at Gilgo Beach. Um, Close to where the remains were, they discovered in December. So he was kind of in that So did they think that the guy was um, murdered by the same person that killed all the females? That's what they're assuming, um, especially with the way that they're all dismembered and just kind of scattered. Um, But it's hard because some of these remains are so old that they can't really get a good read on as to how they actually died so these remains were those of a young asian male that had died of blunt force trauma so he had his head beat um in september 2011 a composite um, sketch was released of the victim police profiled the victim as a male sex worker and he was wearing women's clothing at the time of his death The remains showed that he was between 17 and 23 years old, and he was of about five foot, six inches, and he was missing four teeth. It is estimated he had been deceased between five to 10 years. And they thought he was dead for five to 10 years and nobody found him until then. Yep. Look at the one lady. They found some of her and then 20 years later, they're. They found the rest, which is awful. They think that he was likely transgendered and he was killed once the John had discovered that he was a male posing as a female. Oh, which is sad. I mean, that would anger me, too, if I was a male and I was looking for sex with a female and I found out that it wasn't a full female but you don't go and kill people. Right that's when you say okay well you need to advertise better and be up front because I mean it's dangerous. Look at all the people that were killed in 2019 all those transgendered people. It's like so it doesn't it's horrible and even to today it's the people just minding their business not even out doing sex work. Yeah. So then they had the toddler, the baby doe. That was the third body found on April 4th. The remains were found approximately 250 feet away from the remains of Jane Doe 6. The toddler was a female between 16 and 24 months. Oh my gosh. The remains were wrapped in a blanket and they also had um, some signs of trauma. DNA was used, and it was later determined that Baby Doe was the child of Jane Doe 3, who we're going to talk about next. The mother's body was found 10 miles east near Jones Beach State Park. Mm, Poor baby. I know. How can people do that? I mean, it's bad enough to take a life, but to take a, a baby? 
And then it's moms too. I mean, I guess that's, you know, there's, they're together at least, but. So Jane Doe three was also known as peaches because she had a tattoo on her left breast. But on June 28th, 1997, the dismembered torso of an unidentified young black female was found at Hempstead Lake State Park in Lakeview, New York. Her torso was discovered in a green Rubbermaid container that was dumped alongside the road um, on the west side of the lake. She had a peach tattoo on her left breast that had a bite taken out of it. On April 11, 2011, police in Nassau County discovered a dismembered human skeleton near Jones Beach State Park. She had been nicknamed Jane Doe 3. As I said earlier, the baby doe matched Jane Doe's DNA. And in December 2016, Peaches and Jane Doe 3 were positively identified as the same person. So she was dead since 1997. Oh my gosh. So that's where it's like, this is... But that's also weird. But then again, serial killers tend to evolve. So if you started out putting remains and like rubbermaid containers and then just no i'm gonna be a little more stealth and do this yeah he changed his his um pattern up right so then we have jane doe seven or fire island jane doe on april 11 2011 at tobey beach a human skull and teeth were discovered dna testing linked those to those remains found on Fire Island in April 26th of 1996. So that's like the earliest victim. Yeah. In May 2020, authorities were investigating the long-running mystery of the skeletal remains strewn across the suburban New York Beach Highway. Those uh, bones had been identified as female via DNA. So these are who they've actually just kind of found. But now we're going to go into the list of people that are other possible victims. So Tina Foglia, she was 19. She was last Mm -hmm. seen February 1st, 1982 at a concert venue in West Islip. She would hitchhike. So there's something that's very high risk and you don't do yeah it's definitely high risk please don't hitchhike folks her dismembered body was discovered by the dot workers on february 3rd 1982 she was discovered in three different garbage bags leading um up sorry leading on the route robert moses causeway which led to gilgo and oak beach so the roads leading to these beaches, he had, he or she, whoever had this poor girl in three bags. While, Jeez. yeah, spreading it out. Well, while investigating the crime scene, a diamond ring of Foglia's was found and the DNA of an unknown male was found on the garbage bags. Police had not ruled out the possibility that Foglia was one of the Long Island serial killer's earliest victims. Because, again, that was like, you know, the green Rubbermaid. This one's garbage bags. Um, Then they have an unidentified light-skinned Hispanic or black female. 
Her body washed ashore on Harper, Harper, Harper Island Park in Mamernick. I'm sorry, Long Island. I'm getting all these names wrong. <laughs> the vic- this victim had two cherries on her left breast, and it had been determined that she was stabbed to death. Oh man, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. So her re- her remains were never identified, and she was dubbed Cherries. On March twenty first, two thousand seven, her other leg washed up on Oyster sh- Bay. Oh God! Yeah. It, my stomach sick. Well, and that's why they believe that the same person who killed peaches and cherries is the same because the bodies were disposed of in the same manner. Then May 17, 2011, the New York Post reported that Long Island police were revisiting other unsolved sex workers' murders. In the article, Tanya Rush, of, she was 39, a mother of three in Brooklyn, whose dismembered body was found in a small suitcase in June 2008 on the shoulder of the Southern State Parkway in Bellamore, New York. Is Bellamore close to where the other ones were? It's a little further out, but it's not that, like, so far-fetched that far out or anything like that. And then we have um, Shannon Marie Gilbert, who we... I talked about earlier. So not on November 15th, 2012, Mary Gilbert filed a lawsuit against Suffolk County police department in hopes of getting more answers about her daughter. The night she went missing due to the controversy of Gilbert's death in September, 2014 forensic pathologist, Dr. Baden conducted an independent autopsy. He found that Gilbert had damage to her hyoid bone which suggested strangulation um Baden also found it interesting that gilbert was found face up and when in most cases of drowning you find the victim face down yeah yep so despite these findings her death is still ruled an accident and they're not really sure but it's believed that she is part of it but on July 26, 2016, Mary Gilbert, the mother of Shannon Gilbert, was found murdered in her Ellenville home. Her oh, young- wow. Yeah. Her youngest daughter, Sarah Elizabeth Gilbert, was charged with the stabbing death of her mother. So the, the mother's daughter was killed by a serial killer. The mother was killed by her own daughter. Yeah. Oh, man. If you watch the new Netflix movie- you can kind of tell that the daughter was, you know, because everything was about Sarah. They were watching the movies about Sarah. And then there were some things that came out about their earlier lives and things like that. So it, there was a lot of heartache in that family, but it's sad wow. that the daughter actually stabbed her mother to death. That's crazy. Wow. So then on July 23rd, 2 2013 a woman walking her dog found remains the remains appeared to be intentionally buried in a small piece of brush in a sandy area along sheep lane in laddington near oyster bay the remains were id'd to be those of an asian woman between the ages of 20 and 30 years old she was also wearing a 22 karat gold pig pendant 
which in Asian cultures usually refers to like the year of the pig. Um, Giving her age range, it is likely that she was 29, which would make her born in the year of the pig. So like I'm an ox and as is a rabbit. I'm a dragon. You are? Mm Mm-hmm. That's cool. I don't know what that means, but yes, I'm a dragon. So yes, you would have a dragon necklace. I would have an ox. Um, But the bones had some trauma to them. The bones were buried before Hurricane Sandy in late 2012. And police believe that her case could be connected to the other 10 bodies found 32 miles away in and around Gilgo Beach. Hmm. Somebody's been a busy boy. Thank God they buried her, though, because when Hurricane Sandy came through, it would be shocking that they would even been able to find her. Yeah. Remember that one guy in his trailer? He wasn't found for almost That's a year. So sad. Like, no kind of closure for the family. Right. And then we had Natasha Hugo... Um, March 16th, 2013, she was last seen leaving her home near Alley Pond Park in Queens. Her car was found along Ocean State Parkway. Some of her clothes and belongings were found in the sand near Gilgo Beach the following day. She was five foot seven, 120 pounds, brown eyes and blonde hair. She was last seen wearing a black robe, pink pajama pants, a gray hoodie, black coat and black boots police are unsure whether this case is linked to the long island serial killer although her family said that she had a history of problems in which she thought people were following her Um, but on june 24th 2013 her body washed ashore so maybe that wasn't just her mind thinking people were following her maybe it really was happening exactly that one well, I hate when people just like write that off. It's like, no, people have like a pretty strong suspicion that they're being followed. There's usually a pretty yeah. good reason for it. Yep. You always have to follow your gut. Right. So and now here are some of the alleged suspects and people of interest. Because this is still unsolved. I don't know how they'll ever be able to solve it if they're finding these bodies, you know, decades later. I mean, now with the DNA, it might be a little easier. But so let me stop you for a well, second. When was the last body discovered? 2016. Okay, so there hasn't been any since then? No. But they th- so they think the last killing was 2013. Hmm. So James Burke... He was the um, former Suffolk County police chief. Um, On December 15th, 2016, Gilbert's attorney said that a sex worker that had conducted business with him, he was connected to the Long Island murders. November 2016, Burke was sentenced to 46 months in federal prison with three years supervised release. Why, you may ask? Because he beat the living crap out of a guy who stole a duffel bag filled with sex toys and pornography from his vehicle. And this is the police officer? He's the ex-police chief. Nice. 
So what can I say? The man wanted his dildos and his porn. Uh, so don't, don't mess with that. In February 2016, Burke had pled guilty to charges of a civil rights violation and a conspiracy to obstruct justice. Gilbert's attorney said that in December 2015, a sex worker identified as Laney claimed that she had she wanted to have sex with Burke during an Oak Beach party. Laney claims that in April 2011, at the first party she, party she attended at Oak Beach, she had seen Burke drag an Asian-looking woman by the hair to the ground. She states that the victim acted as though she felt it was playful versus violent. You pull me by my hair, I'm going to yeah. punch you in your nose. Right, exactly. I'm going to draw back on you. So uh, Lainey hooked up with him at a party in August 2011, the second time she had seen him. And he forced her violently, yanked her head during oral sex, causing her to tears. Um, and once he couldn't orgasm, he threw three to four hundred dollars at her. It is also said that Burke blocked an FBI probe of the Long Island serial killer while he was the police mm. chief. Which yeah, is pretty shifty. Shady. I know to beat somebody up to get like almost two years in jail or no four years in jail for beating somebody for dildo that's not cool a lot pent up aggression (laughs) next is john vitroloff on april i'm sorry on september 12 2017 suffolk county prosecutor robert bianca via said that Bertroloff was convicted of murdering two sex workers, suspected of murdering a third, and he was a suspect in at least one of the Long Island serial killer murders. Biancaville stated that Bertroloff was less was likely responsible for the deaths of women and that the similarities between the Gilgo Beach crime scenes and Bertroloff's known murders were very similar. So he was sentenced and convicted on in May 2017. Um, and he started his sentence in September that year. Bertroff was arrested in 2014 and linked by DNA found on the body of two sex worker homicide victims, Rita Tangretti and Colleen McNamee, whose bodies were found in 93 and 94, respectively. The match had been made through DNA submitted by his brother, who was convicted in 2013 in an unrelated case. So that was pretty interesting. Bertroff was convicted in May 2017 of the murders and in September sentenced to consecutive terms of 25 years for each murder. Yeah. The, uh, Suffolk County police did not comment on the prosecution's statement due to the active homicide investigation. Bertrolf's attorney rejected the prosecutor's uh, assertion that he was the Long Island serial killer. He was a married carpenter. Bertrolf had lived in Monroeville, three miles from where the torsos 
of some of the victims were found. Um, Jessica Taylor and Jane Doe, number six. Biancaville also said, or Biancavia said that Bertrolf was a hunter and was said to enjoy killing animals. His grown, the grown daughter of Rita Tangred, one of Bertrolf's known victims, was reported to be best friends with Melissa Bartholomew, one of the Gilgo Beach victims from earlier. Bartholomew's mother said that the, her daughter Melissa had a lot of calls to Monroeville from her phone before her death. Mm, that's interesting. Right? But no, no, no. We're not, we can't, we're not going to comment on that. That's an open case. Wow. Then there was Joseph Brewer. He was the last person to have known to have seen Shannon Gilbert alive. He's an Oak Beach resident. He had hired Shannon that night of her disappearance. He claims that soon after Gilbert arrived to his home, she started acting erratically and just got the hell out of there. Police found no evidence of wrongdoing, and he was cleared as a suspect. So... First of all, I don't understand. Why do you have to pay for it? Well, yeah. Unless, well, some guys and gals could be really freaky. So maybe they do things with these sex workers that they know they wouldn't be able to do with their significant other. I don't know. I just don't understand it. Call me prudish. <laughs> and uh, so we had two more victims or persons of interest. One was a Dr. Peter Hackett. Two days after Gilbert's disappearance, um, he was also an Oak Beach resident and neighbor of Brewer. He called the woman's mother, Marie Gilbert, the one who had mm-hmm. been murdered. She later recounts that he said that he was going to take care of Gilbert and that he ran a home for wayward girls. Three days later, he called the mother again, denying that he had any contact with her daughter and that he never called Mary Gilbert. Investigators later confirmed that through phone records that Hackett called Mary twice following the disappearance. The marshy marshy area where Gilbert's remains were found were also noted as um, to be near Hackett's backyard. Gilbert's family filed a wrongful death suit against Hackett in November 2012, claiming that he took Gilbert into his home that morning and administered drugs to her, facilitating her death. Later, police revealed that Hackett had a history of inserting himself into or exaggerating his role in certain major events. Police also noted that Hackett's wife and two children were home on the night of Gilbert's disappearance. Police later ruled him out as a suspect in the deaths of Gilbert and any of the Long Island serial killer cases. And finally, there's James Bissett. Two days after Shannon Gilbert's remains were found, um, Bissett took his own life um, while he was in his car at Mattituck Park. He ran a nursery, which was the main supplier of burlap in the region. So, Kelly, what what year was it that he took his own life? Um, so we found. Sorry, let me scroll back up. I believe Gilbert was part of the December discoveries. 
she disappeared May 1st, 2010. Okay, and then he took his life what year? Sorry, I'm just scrolling. Uh, Two days after her remains were found. And her remains were found pretty quickly. So I think she, she was... Actually, she was found in December of 2011. Okay, so it couldn't have been him anyway. Because there was more murders after that. After he took his life, there were still more murders. Right, but they do... They're not sure that Shannon was included in this group of killings you know what i mean so it's kind of like one of those things like she could be or she couldn't be but we'll never know because the coward offed himself before anything could be looked into or he just stopped killing people because it started getting too close Well, well and that's the thing now so 2013 was the last known victim so it's been quite a while. So either this guy's already in jail or he's dead. Yeah. That would be kind of interesting to find out if any of these people that were still a person of interest are still alive. It is. So that's why I'm like, I'm hoping that they'll have some new information since just this year in May, they or last year in May, I keep forgetting it's 2021, people had actually started, you know, the police were identifying things via um, DNA and things like that. So I was hoping that that would kind of reinvigorate the case. So hopefully we'll be able to do a follow-up episode with some I'd be interested to find out if that um, law enforcement um, gentleman that you mentioned first, I don't know what if he's actually a gentleman or not, but um, if he's still alive. Yeah, I should look that up. I did not because that was 2016, but he was in jail for four years. So that would bring us to 2020. Oh, so it couldn't have been him. Oh, it could have been him though. Because the last murder they think was 2013. He was sentenced in 2016. And then he's got, once he gets out, he's got three years of supervised release. So he's a possibility. Yeah, he could potentially be or or not it could have been somebody that they don't even they're not even looking at right so he very he could potentially be interesting the number one suspect especially because he blocked the fbi Uh so it would be interesting to see if now that he's not a part of it if the fbi were to go in why why would he um block that if he didn't have some kind of reason to do so. Tis a mystery. So, it's a mystery. I mean, at least, well, at least he's gotten jail time because he was awful and beat the crap out of somebody over sex I toys. I think he's worth looking into. Agreed. So, you know, I that's why I'm hoping because he's still in jail when they release that information. So hopefully they'll maybe dig up a little more. Hmm. 
But yes, so that is the Long Island serial killer. Your head goes in very, very different directions. It's funny when you mention one person, it's like, oh, he did it. And then you you um, mention someone else and it's like, no, maybe he did it. So it's right. like um, a game of Clue, basically. But I'm leaning towards that police officer, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, he seems like their best suspect at the moment. I'm really hoping that whoever did it um, has already died a horrible death. Right. And I'm. it'd be interesting if I looked back to see how long he was the police chief in that area. Yeah. Because usually to be police chief, you have to be there quite a while. Yeah, unless you're like, you know somebody that knows somebody, you know? Yep, that's true. So yeah, hopefully we'll be able to come back and have some updates because now I yeah. want to know who did it. Who done it? Who done it? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, sorry guys, that was kind of a sucky case to have to listen to, but I think it's important since especially since it's unsolved, but I think it's I we're gonna have some I fun think it's very it's, coming it's up. worth looking into to see what his um angle is while he's in prison if they have any information on him in prison has he been a good boy you know what you know what is he up to when is he getting out has he it, talked exactly while he was, and was he a stand-up person <laughs> prior to you know getting the finger pointed towards him you know maybe he was a troubled youth you don't know that's hmm. true interesting Maybe we could do a little follow-up. That's what I'm hoping. So I'm hoping that we'll get some answers soon. But yeah, in the meantime, I will definitely look up and see more about their backgrounds. I would really like it if um, our audience would write us at our Gmail with some ideas they may have for our show or even if they have pointers for us. Or if they know something, they know something that we don't know, and that could be about. And if you want to work on it with us, we'd love that. So catch us at shinythingspodcast at gmail dot com, or join our Facebook group. They could do that too, and I'm going to also put the. sexual abuse information at the end of the episode as well well that was very enlightening to say the least all right everybody well hope you keep listening and we will catch you on the flip side